The Sweet 16 in the men's college basketball tournament got underway on Thursday with four games, two from the West region and two from the South, and it appropriately followed the theme of this year, upsets. The only team to survive being upset yesterday was the number three-seeded Michigan Wolverines, who easily took care of the seventh-seeded Texas A&M Aggies, winning 99-72. Four of the five Michigan starters scored in double figures, with senior Muhammad Ali Abdur-Rahman providing 24 points, five rebounds, and seven assists to lead the way. Facing the Wolverines now in the Elite Eight will be the nine-seeded Florida State Seminoles, who pulled off the upset victory over the four-seeded Gonzaga Bulldogs in impressive fashion, winning 75-60. Junior guard Terrence Mann was the man for FSU, leading the game in scoring with 18 points and grabbing six rebounds, and the rest of his seminal teammates helped with a great defensive effort to knock out the favored Gonzaga. This will be the first appearance for Florida State in the Elite Eight since 1993, and they do it by having pulled off upsets in all three rounds so far. In the South region, the tournament Cinderella, 11-seeded Loyola Chicago, kept their dreams alive by sneaking by the 7-seeded Nevada Wolfpack, 69-68. Junior guard Marcus Towns helped carry his team to victory, scoring 18 points, handing out 5 assists, and grabbing 4 rebounds, as the 11-seeded Ramblers now head to the Elite Eight. Squaring off against Loyola Chicago will be yet another team that pulled off a major upset as the 9-seed Kansas State topped the 5th-seed Kentucky in a battle of the Wildcats. Sophomore forward Xavier Sneed was the X-factor for Kansas State Thursday as he scored 22 points and added 9 rebounds to pull off the win that everyone had penciled in before tip-off to Kentucky. The next game for all of these teams will be Saturday with the opening matchup featuring the 11-seeded Loyola Chicago against the 9-seed Kansas State at 6:09, and that will be followed by the 3-seed Michigan against the 9-seed Florida State at 8:49. Today, we will see the remaining eight teams left in the Sweet 16, beginning with 5th-seeded Clemson taking on the 1-seed Kansas. After that, it's 5-seed West Virginia against 1-seed Villanova. Next, another 11 seed will get their shot as Syracuse faces, faces two-seeded Duke. And finally, it will be three-seed Texas Tech up against two-seed Purdue. If we've learned anything from this tournament so far, be ready to pencil in all the underdogs in those games. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news, only on Anchor. After a few days of relative silence, the NFL offseason cranked back into gear Thursday with a few notable free agent signings and a major trade. In the most surprising move of the day, the New York Giants sent defensive standout and former All-Pro Jason Pierre-Paul to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in exchange for a third and fourth round pick in this year's upcoming draft. Pierre-Paul heads to Tampa Bay after having spent his entire NFL career thus far with the Giants, where he was the 15th overall selection in the 2010 draft out of South Florida. The 29-year-old defensive end had a breakout season in his sophomore campaign, where he led New York in sacks with 16.5, earning his first Pro Bowl nod and a spot on the first-team All-Pro. Pierre-Paul would cap that year off with a Super Bowl victory over the New England Patriots. After that season, Pierre-Paul was regarded as one of the league's premier pass rushers, and since that time, 
He has mostly faced constant double teams, which saw a dip in his sack numbers. However, in 2014, Pierre Paul again reached double-digit sacks with 12.5, and and that offseason was franchised by the Giants. Later that offseason, he suffered a gruesome injury when some fireworks exploded in his hand, resulting in the required amputation of his right index finger. Pierre Paul managed to return from that injury to again play at a very high level with the Giants, eventually signing a four-year $62 million deal with $40 million guaranteed last offseason with New York. Now that contract and Pierre Paul will be with the Buccaneers as Tampa Bay tries to remake their defensive line. The Bucks have already signed defensive end Vinnie Curry and D-tackle Bo Allen this offseason, and now they add Jason Pierre-Paul, who will join mainstay Gerald McCoy on the line. The Buccaneers had the fewest sacks in the NFL last year with just 22, and Pierre-Paul should be the biggest factor in trying to up that total. Up next, I'll tell you about some of the noteworthy players who found new homes in NFL Free Agency Thursday, so keep it here on the Sports Rundown. I'm Jeff Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news, only on Anchor. Thursday saw some well-known veterans changing area codes in NFL Free Agency, with Frank Gore, Terrell Pryor, and Mike Wallace all signing with new teams. Longtime running back and likely future Hall of Famer Frank Gore will play his 14th season in the NFL after agreeing to terms with the Miami Dolphins. It will serve as a homecoming for Gore, who will be 35 at the start of next season, as he returns to the city where he grew up and played his college football. Gore starred for the Miami Hurricanes from 2001 to 2004 before becoming a third-round pick of the San Francisco 49ers, where he played from 2005 to 2014, becoming the franchise's all-time leading rusher. Since then, Gore has played for the Indianapolis Colts and, even at his advanced age for his position, continues to play at high level. For his career, Gore has had nine 1,000-yard rushing seasons and last year nearly picked up his 10th, ending his season with 961 yards on the ground. Gore is fifth all-time on the NFL's career rushing yard list and should move into fourth place this season as he needs only 76 yards to surpass Curtis Martin. For the Dolphins, Gore will likely split carries with Kenyon Drake as he will replace the departing Damian Williams who yesterday agreed to a deal with the Kansas City Chiefs. Terrell Pryor will be joining the New York Jets after what was a poor season last year with Washington. The 28-year-old Pryor had a breakout in 2016 with the Cleveland Browns, where the former QB turned wide receiver caught 77 balls for 1,007 yards and 4 touchdowns. It looked like Pryor, the former star quarterback at Ohio State and failed quarterback project for the Raiders, had completely resurrected his career as an athletic big wide receiver. But after signing a one-year deal with the Redskins last year, he failed to reproduce what he did in his 2016 campaign. Last year, Pryor only caught 20 balls for just 240 yards and a single touchdown. The Jets are hoping it was just a bad fit in Washington and that he can recapture some of the magic that in 2016 made him such an intriguing prospect. Pryor will be competing with Jermaine Curse and Robbie Anderson for the top wide receiver spot for New York this year. And the final notable name to change teams yesterday was wide receiver Mike Wallace, who heads to the defending champion Philadelphia Eagles on a one-year $4 million deal. The speedster will replace Torrey Smith as the Eagles' main downfield threat after Smith was traded earlier this offseason to the Carolina Panthers. 
Wallace had spent the past two seasons in Baltimore, where he served as the primary receiver from Joe for Joe Flacco and the Ravens. He had an excellent 2016 season where he topped 70 catches and 1,000 yards before dropping off a little bit last year when he finished with 52 catches and 748 yards. Earlier in his career, Wallace starred with the Pittsburgh Steelers for four seasons where he became a favorite target of Ben Roethlisberger resulting in his best seasons. In 2010, Wallace had a monster year, catching 60 balls for 1,257 yards and 10 touchdowns, and followed that up with a 2011 season where he caught 72 balls for 1,193 yards and 8 touchdowns. He would spend one more year in Pittsburgh before signing a huge 5-year $60 million contract with the Miami Dolphins, where in his two seasons there, underwhelmed. Wallace ended up being traded to the Vikings in 2015 for a fifth-round pick, where he again struggled and was eventually released after just one season. Then, Wallace ended up on the Ravens, where, as I mentioned, he was able to return the form, and now he's a Philadelphia Eagle. Wallace is at his best when he has a strong-armed quarterback to huck the ball deep down the field to him. He really only runs go routes and using his elite speed, speed to his advantage. Fortunately for Wallace, in Carson Wentz, he'll have one of the best arms in the league throwing to him, so expect another solid year for Wallace where he could potentially top 1,000 yards. That's it for the latest news from NFL Free Agency. As always, I'll keep you up to date when anything major happens in the NFL offseason, so be sure to check back in daily to the Sports Rundown. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor. It's Friday, March 23rd. All of Thursday's basketball games are in the books. Here is your morning after in the NBA. The Hornets demolish, destroy, and embarrass the Grizzlies 140-79. You heard that score correct. Kemba Walker goes off for a game-high 46 points, shooting 10 of 14 from 3 in just 28 minutes. And Marvin Williams scores 15 points and grabs 6 rebounds in Charlotte's dominating victory that was the largest in the NBA since 1998. Tyreek Evans scores 16 points and grabs 7 boards, and Wayne Selden scores 18 points off the bench in the humiliating loss for Memphis. The 76ers crush the Magic 118-98. Joel Embiid scores 17 points to go with 9 rebounds, and Ben Simmons finishes with 6 points, 3 steals, 10 assists, and 11 rebounds in Philly's win. Rookie Rodney Purvis scores a game and career high with 19 points off the bench, and Aaron Gordon has a 10.11 rebound double-double for Orlando in their loss. Detroit is outlasted by Houston 100-96 in overtime. Eric Gordon leads all scores with 22 points to go with 5 rebounds in the start, and James Harden scores 21 points, dishes out 5 assists, and grabs 8 rebounds in the Rockets' victory. Blake Griffin ends his night with a 21-point, 10-assist, 10-rebound, triple-double, and Andre Drummond puts up an 18-point, 20-rebound, double-double in the Pistons' loss. The Lakers are edged out by the Pelicans, 128-125. Anthony Davis is the game's high scorer, putting up 33 points, adding 3 steals and 9 rebounds, and Rajon Rondo ends up with a 24-point, 3-steal, 10-assist, double-double in the New Orleans win. On the losing side, Contavious Caldwell-Pope scores 28 points, and Julius Randle adds 23 points and 10 rebounds in a double-double for Los Angeles. Dallas drops their game to Utah 119-112. All five starters for the Jazz score in double figures, led by a game-high 26 points from rookie Donovan Mitchell to go with three steals and five boards. And Joe Ingles scores 18 points, grabs six rebounds, and dishes out 10 assists in the victory. 
J.J. Barea ends the contest with 23 points and 8 assists, and Harrison Barnes scores 21 points for the Mavs in the losing effort. And the last game Thursday saw the Kings defeat the Hawks 105-90. Rookie Justin Jackson puts up a game and career-high 20 points, and Costa Kofus finishes up with a 14.4 steal, 11-rebound double-double off the bench in Sacramento's win. Dwayne Dedman goes for a 13.10 rebound double-double, and Isaiah Taylor scores 18 points in Atlanta's loss. That's the buzzer for this edition of the Morning After in the NBA. I'm Jet Stryer, and this is your home for the best quick-hitting sports news only on Anchor.